0: strong and get it. The birthplace of talk
1: radio. I all these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. My gosh. Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world.
2: I apologize for that. All right, go, go. Well, it's a lion, a hippo, and a camel.
1: Isn't that a rhino in the middle? A rhino. (laughs) This is Ed McMahon. And now, he... Is Armstrong and Get It! Yeah, you're right. Now there's the pair, Pat. The hoof beats.
0: it! Hey, thanks for tuning in where you're a person, man, woman, camera, or TV to a brand new episode of the Armstrong and Getty Show. <laughs> today, under the tutelage of our general manager, the wrong track. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Good one. Thank you.
2: Good one. I haven't Usually seen Usually, you sneer at me when I go with a conceptual
0: general manager. That's true. Not in a sneering mood today? It's not a human. Right. Um... Yeah, that's a good one. Well, I know we have Lonnie Chen on later today, mm-hmm. and he has actually been an advisor to presidential candidates in major campaigns, Rubio and Mitt Romney. I mean, like serious candidates. And uh, I got a couple of questions for him on a couple of things. Excellent.
2: And uh, that's a, you know when you're going to do an interview. That's a good way
0: to be, particularly just a, I thought thought-provoking questions that have popped into my head about how I think I've got my strategy if I was the campaign manager for either Biden or Trump. What I would do. Wow, you got and them it's both. Covered. Definitely outside the box. Huh, okay. The, see what he says, but you're thinking the right direction, wrong direction is worth taking a look at. We'll probably do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So um who took in baseball yesterday? I did. So I watched the Dodgers Nationals or I mean sorry, National Yankees. Mm-hmm. And I thought the crowd noise thing on that was terrible. Yeah. the... Um, uh...
2: The West Coast uh, big game uh, Dodgers Giants was likewise. Really, I thought it was a lot weak. better. Did you see I didn't see any Yankees. I thought it was
0: a lot better on I'm the sorry, Dodgers Nationals. Well, I'm going to root for either one of those teams, it'll be the Nats. I thought the West Coast Dodgers Giants came the crowd noise was a lot better. But I was still mm. surprised cuz I've I've taken in some of the soccer stuff um where they've got like 30 different sound effects and they, you know, they hit the right one, the right crowd noise for whatever's happening. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty good. I mean, there's a play and the crowd goes, Ooh, oh, they're upset about that one, Jim. You know, that sort of thing. <laughs> and for the baseball, I, there'd be a hit and the crowd would continue to just be murmur, murmur, murmur. Mur. Yeah. You know, Yeah, I, uh, throw the guy out, murmur, murmur, murmur. Mur. They didn't have like a special button to hit for crowd cheer or something, apparently. Well, if you're saying the East Coast game was that much worse than the West
2: Coast game, it must have been
0: awful. Yeah, it seemed to me like the the Yankees game, they made no effort whatsoever to not just have kind of a running background noise like it's between innings, Uh um, which I thought was kind of weak. Is the NBA going to do that too? They also going to have crowd noise? No, I
1: don't believe so. No, no, it's really, I don't think so. I, I didn't see it in, in, in the scrimmages that I was watching yesterday. I watched okay. mostly basketball uh-huh. yesterday. I, I didn't catch any baseball.
0: And then the um, uh, the East Coast game went with the completely empty stands, whereas the West Coast game went with the cardboard cutouts of people yes. in the stands, which I found
2: very amusing. Yeah, I don't know which that, I. I mean, it was only like behind the plate yeah. in the first few rows of the the first deck. You what's know, that the, sort of thing. What's
0: the theory behind that?
2: Uh, I've heard various things, including it just looks so weird and sad with no humans behind the plate and the players are used to seeing people there. I
1: don't
0: know. Oh, it's for the players, maybe?
1: Uh, no, if, I've heard that suggested. For the Dodgers players, if they wanted to make it realistic like an actual game, they shouldn't have put the cardboard cutouts up until the fourth inning. Come sure. on now! And then they'd leave, <laughs> the in the, got they'd you. leave after the seven. <laughs> yeah, take that, Dodger fans! And Try the, to win a World Series!
0: <laughs> and all the cardboard images are scrolling through their phones. They're not actually I, facing the stadium. I'm sorry, the Dodgers are on the line. Uh,
2: yes, yes. Yes. All right. Thank you. They said we did win the World Series, except Houston
0: cheated. <laughs> oh, ooh. and they're right. <laughs> anyway, I thought that was kind of interesting, but I did expect more from the crowd. noise. I realize they're doing the best they can. I mean, it's better than not having it, I think, probably. Right. Yes. I'm not yeah, that a sports fan at this point in my life, but it would seem it's better than not having it. You know, I don't want to make like they're doing with schools. I don't want to make perfect the enemy of doing anything.
2: Right. Sure. I've got to admit the players kneeling during the anthem, which they showed, and then the interview with the half-wit manager about social justice midway through the game was insufferable.
0: Well, we gotta we gotta play Morgan Freeman from uh from the Yankees national games, and you know, I don't know if that's gonna be every stadium all season long, but it's kinda an interesting thing on the whole kneeling <laughs> thing. We'll play that for you later. Mm-hmm. I, I maybe I'm mostly offended by a guy who's been in uh, you know, the radio business my whole life, audio visual stuff. I could have, with not that much effort, put together a much better sound package for airing that game than what they did. And I think I was offended on that level. This is not Major League sound effects you've got going here. No, it's terrible. Amateurish. Yeah. As if you don't care. I'd love to be in charge of that. What a fun hobby that would be. Um, Let's introduce everybody in the squad to get the show going before Joe tells us about the right track, wrong track later. To try to depress us all, we're doom scrolling, is what we're doing. <laughs> no, we're not. Uh, there's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pretending to cheer. How are you this morning, Michael?
1: Uh doing good. I'm hoping that during baseball
2: games, uh, somebody will grab the cardboard cutouts and run across the field with them, so that the <laughs>
0: announcer can say, "Oh, we have fans running on the field." You know, and then they have to stop playing. Hey, that would be. They should. That that would be a great thing to do. For, like, between innings, you know, entertaining people. Oh, and it looks like we've got a fan being removed for being unruly, and you pick up the cardboard cutout (laughs) and pick up the aisle. (laughs) Have a rolling foul ball
2: along the wall, have a cardboard cutout, fall onto the field, and scramble back in. Why
0: not? There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room.
1: How are you, Sean? Well, uh, today is the day where I saw a deepfake video that makes me think I have no clue how we survive any of it. Uh, I've got
0: the answer. We don't.
1: <laughs> a plot twist. We don't. Um, it, it is about the Apollo 11 landing, and uh, we actually mentioned this on on the show uh, on the anniversary that Nixon had a contingency speech about uh, if the mission didn't go as planned.
2: And it's a real tearjerker, too.
1: And uh, Didn't go as planned?
2: Like they got to the moon a day late? No, if everybody <laughs> died. <laughs> that one. If, if they got to it.
0: the moon a day late we're sorry that it they arrived on a wednesday
1: <laughs> and the uh, the folks at MIT got a uh, i believe it was a nixon impressionist to actually do the do the voice of it but they did the deep fake video of it they stitched it into like real look- looking nasa footage with walter cronkite leading up to it i mean it, it it's i don't know I just really hope that technology exists to where we can reverse engineer and figure out if something is deep faked or not. Yeah, but because a lie will make it around the world while
2: the truth is still putting on its shoes, the number of people who see the deep, deep fake believe it, internalize it, uh, and then when the word comes out that was fake, they either won't hear it or won't
0: believe it. So we're scroomed. We're screwed. We're doomed. I can't wait to actually watch that and talk about it later. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on how to Get To Be Friday Already, July 24th. The year 2020, we're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. How glad was that Nixon
2: impressionist to, to have work again? <laughs> you're going you're gonna to pay me to do what?
0: You want me to do
2: Nixon? Oh, thank you. Honey, we can eat. Thank you. Let's begin the show officially now. According to FCC rules and regulations, here we go at Mark. Here's the 2-2 Hernandez with a fly ball to deep left field. It is way back, and it is gone. A home run. The crowd is
1: going crazy. Two-foot shot for Kike Hernandez.
0: You see, that's just weak. As a guy who's in the business, that offends me. <laughs> you, know. don't, you don't have a crowd roar button? We have a crowd <laughs> roar button. I mean, you don't have anything for a home run where the crowd cheers? You're just going to go with that? That's, that is not even trying. Oh, that, that offends me. It'll get better. It's got to get better throughout the year.
2: If I did not have this gig, like this gig, and was reasonably well compensated for this gig, I would be hammering down the door of various uh, networks yeah. and or baseball teams now. I can have right it now. ten
0: times better by this weekend. Right. Oh, that's offensive. It will sound like a real game. I can do John Wayne. You want me to do No, we don't need that. Huh? You don't? Oh, <laughs> No. Ronnie Dangerfield? No. no, no. Nobody needs that.
2: No, not really. Thank you, though. I'm, I'm going to ask you one more time. Please leave the office. <laughs> how does mailbag look? <laughs> uh, how, about, how about how about Jimmy, how Jimmy... Get out! <laughs> Mailbag's outstanding. Plus, we have to uh, have uh, take a fond look back. etc. Eclipse of the oh, week coming up in a moment.
0: Right, that's next.
2: Armstrong and Getty.
0: Watch the deep fake video with uh Nixon and a speech he never actually gave, it's horrifying how good it is. We'll talk more about that later. Stay tuned to be horrified. The country was on the right track, according to Americans, back in March. They no longer think that <clears throat> is that all you need to know about the presidential election? Could be more on that coming up. Oh, and and it's
2: much more insidious than that, in my opinion. But first, we have mailbag, and before that. We need to take a fond look back at the week that was. It's cow clips of the week. That's one small step for
0: man, one giant leap for mankind. And advise that that female now folds her pants
1: down and is urinating inside the business. And I sent it. I said, "Take my kids, take them." I said,
0: "Please take my children." <laughs> <laughs> Got to get our daughter out of the house. My gosh. <laughs> we both have a lot of opinions about people of color, even though we barely know any. I say colored people, but as long as we're classifying them. A console through
2: which you can talk to his friendly local computer and get all the information he needs for his everyday life and his bank statements.
0: Buddy, you wish, said a coked up
2: alligator on a jet ski. <laughs> China has now taken its place alongside Russia, Iran, and North Korea in that shameful club of nations that provide a safe haven for cyber criminals in exchange for those criminals being on call for the benefit of the state
0: there's an eighty percent increase in rooting for the sharks during shark week hey seventy five percent increase in board game related stabbings
2: (laughs) then grab a beer from your fridge and rip up a twenty dollar bill and finally cover your bathroom in another man's urine. Now that's baseball.
1: <laughs> I cannot apologize for my passion.
2: Never apologize for your passion. The Armstrong and Getty show. Oh,
0: that's a good one.
2: Mailbag. Woo-hoo! Yeah! We're going to take a one-day break from our uh, series of freedom loving quotes of the day from Thomas Sowell in favor of a different brilliant black writer and philosopher that would be one Shelby Steele what is racist he asks I have racist impulses I've never met a human being who didn't we will always have to watch out for these impulses in ourselves they are automatic they're reflexive they're not reflective they're reflexive we will always have to watch out for that and make them utterly impermissible
0: who said that Shelby Steele okay you know what my favorite quote of all time might be? Because I said this to myself yesterday. What's that? It's a Homer Simpson quote. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I think I know it. Why do the things that happen to stupid people keep happening to me? <laughs> it's a recognition that you have caused this situation. Yes. That's why it's yes. one of my favorite all-time quotes. Yes. It pops into my head whenever I've got a problem and I'm like, you know, kind of reflexively, the world is against me or whatever. No, you you, you caused this entire thing. Yeah. You maroon. One of my faves of late on a
2: similar theme is:
1: I hate it when I get what I deserve. <laughs> I suppose we all have. a, a Mine is: Well, if all be, if it isn't the consequences of my own actions.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's. I was trying to remember that one yesterday because I thought it was
1: so funny when you said it to me. Uh, well, all uh, be.
2: <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to jot that one down because that's a winner. Uh, let's see. Uh, Karen writes. Uh, Guys, quick fact on the uh, CBFT, that's the Chinese bat flu tests. My friend's dad went to get tested because of his age. He waited three hours to be called into the clinic's inner office. Got fed up, frustrated, and and left. Three days later, received uh, a mailing that he tested positive. Honest to goodness, he didn't even get tested, but his name was on
0: a list. Wow, that's amazing. And then uh, we, we got an email from yesterday from, I don't even remember where it was, but people saying, yeah, they were getting positive test results in the mail days later. Okay, thanks for the heads up. (laughs) No boy. Well, and this guy didn't even take the test. Yeah,
2: well, then that makes you wonder how accurate that is. Then Karen mentions that, uh, in her opinion, China is a blank hole. Mm, That's that's unfortunately true. There's no reason for the strong language. Mm. Uh, Let's see. Oh, and then she says, uh, Joe, my boyfriend and I are thankful. Uh, that you and your family's home and health weren't damaged by the fire, well, as usually there's as usual, there's a near one hundred percent certainty that when you mean Jack, you will say Joe and vice versa. I'm Joe over here. I know we sound a little similar, and it doesn't matter, but it's just kind of funny
0: That's it's, it's always, always wrong. backward yeah because yeah. you, you'd think fifty percent of the time it'd be right,, oh, yeah. but it's not it's random 100, chance. it's one hundred percent of the time wrong, right, which is amazing
2: on the topic of uh, Joe Biden bumper stickers and yard signs. Uh, Jeanette or Jan writes, I run a garden service. I drive all over San Jose, California, which is a very blue area. I've seen exactly one yard sign down the street from the apple fruit loop that's taken over Santa Clara and Cupertino. And I've seen exactly two bumper stickers. Um, so there you go. And again, it's not that we don't believe there are any. It's just remarkable how few there are. Uh, Joe Biden, if elected, will be the least enthusiastically elected president, perhaps, in American history. Uh, speaking of which. I got back from Chicagoland yesterday uh, to, this is uh, from Charlotte. Wanted to report back on what I saw and didn't. My brother lives in Flossmore, which is one of the more affluent of the southern suburbs. That area, homewood flossmore, is now predominantly black. Looking around on my drives and walks, I expected to see a lot of BLM support. I barely saw any signs. The neighbor across from my brother had a BLM sign, and that was a white family. Out in the stores, I saw no one wearing T-shirts or masks, BLM. In fact, the best T-shirt I saw i was in uh, downtown Chicago. I passed a younger black couple. The gentleman had a T-shirt on that said, Black Wealth Matters. I chuckled and found that refreshing. Mm. Um, You know, every time I return to my home uh, uh, stomping grounds of Chicagoland, I'm reminded of how insane, you know, race relations and just everything is on the West Coast. Uh, just everybody is angry and suspicious of everybody else because of the bizarro college educations they got on the West coast. And it's very different in other parts of the country where black people and white people get along harmoniously, as they have forever and, and everything's fine. Um, I need to, I need to travel the country more. Uh, boy, do we have time for that? Really good stuff from a nurse about the, uh, the vid, um, Tom in Vegas says, I keep thinking about the poll you mentioned where 56% of respondents said the U.S. was a racist country. I'd like to pull these 56% further and ask, are you yourself a racist? Are any of your friends or coworkers racist? That's a good one. If so, why do you consider them racist? Uh, Are they in favor of stopping black people from voting, getting into a restaurant, getting a loan, getting a job, getting an apartment, buying a house, any of those things? Uh, Did they ever prosecute a black person unfairly for a crime, physically assault them, try to prevent them from their own pursuit of happiness? So what do you mean exactly?
0: And if you aren't a racist and none of your friends are, that's just amazing when, you know, close to 60% of America is. You... Well,
2: the media tells them all day long, they're racist everywhere. You're a racist. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: That didn't I, work out I, the some way. Some days I'd like to. It didn't work out the way he wanted. I assume when the mayor of Portland went down in front of the crowd, he thought they were going to feel like, yeah, he's with us. He's one of us, yeah. And then he gets kind of, you know, that credit for being part of the the cool the cool kids. Sure, that's they, what, that was the hope. But they started <laughs> chanting, on him, leave your job. So.
2: Boy, I have so many thoughts swirling through my head. Um, And the... I was so annoyed this morning. Nakedly progressive radio on their alleged news. They were talking about the uh, Portland protests. And they said the protesters who are protesting for racial justice and against police brutality. And I thought, you're either such an ignoramus or a liar. Because, you know, there are some people who would tell you that. But the Marxists are not demonstrating for that. Antifa is not demonstrating for that. The people who were, and it was like the entire crowd screeching at Ted Wheeler, aren't arguing for that. And I'm reminded of uh, Libby Schaaf, the mayor of Oakland, California, who, uh, both she and Wheeler are so far left. I mean, they're uh, unrecognizable to anybody but a a citizen of the left coast, okay? They're both wildly liberal, and the crowds are turning on them like they're, you know, Richard Nixon and Sandra Day O'Connor. And, and and making it utterly clear they're not nearly left enough for the mobs. And yet m- most of America is thinking the mobs are just, you know, uh, moderate lefties who just don't want the police to kneel on people's necks. So that's ridiculous. But it all is a part of what I think is a, a real change in American politics. And Tucker Carlson was talking about this last night, and I think he's right. Um yeah, yeah. familiar with the expression, uh, a change in degree can be a change in kind. Meaning, you, you, you know, you ratchet things up, 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 and all of a sudden it's a different thing. I mean, like, if I, if I snap my finger on you, and then I slap you with an open hand, and then I could punch you with a closed fist, and then I could hit you with a broomstick, and then I hit you in the head with a ball bat, and then I shoot you point blank in the chest. Those are increasing degrees of, of violence. But once I get to the ball bat, that's deadly force. I could kill you with that. That's a different thing. Well, in American politics, the idea of we're not going to give the other side a win so they don't get reelected. It's it's old. It's common. Republicans did that to Obamacare. Uh, I didn't like Obamacare. I still don't like it as an idea. It has some good facets, but the Republicans weren't going to let Obama fix it. They stood in his way to make it worse so Obama wouldn't get elected, Reelected. He did anyway, as it turns out.
0: Democrats um, didn't let Hoover pass legislation that would have helped during the Great Depression. Sure. Because they wanted him to stay damaged so FDR could get elected.
2: Yeah. The Democrat House right now will do... Uh, you know, legislatively, whatever it can to impede good ideas coming out of the Trump administration, which would be good for the American people. It's ugly. It's it's stupid, but it's, you know, practically timeless. But I think we have a difference in degree now that's become a difference in kind. I think the folks who do not want Donald J. Trump to get reelected are now deliberately inflicting pain, misery and horror on the people of the United States so that Trump can't get elected. They're doing anything they can to stifle the economy. It's part of why they won't let your kids go back to school. They want you miserable. They're stoking the violence in the street. They're refusing to call it what it is. They're uh, consenting to the statues being torn down, including that there's some that there's zero justification for it. I believe the left has decided the more miserable America is, the more likely it is they get somebody elected. And so they are actively stoking and setting the fires as opposed to just harassing the firemen on their way to the fires. You know, to strike a
0: metaphoric note.
2: You think that's paranoid?
0: Hmm. Um it seems like it's exactly what's happening. Yeah, I think so. Uh but that's that's the direction we're going.
2: I mean Mobs just... pulling down statues. Nancy says, Well, people are gonna do what they're gonna There's do. There's
0: a big one last night. Yeah, uh, Columbus uh, statue in Chicago. Yeah, I think this took that the one. The city down. took it down, but yeah. because the mob demanded it. Right. And they were afraid of the mob. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's uh, these are very ugly times. Politically speaking, in the country, it's become something different. And the idea that we'll uh, employ the nuclear option in the Senate and just go simple majority in the Senate, that would mean if you had a one vote majority, you could do anything.
0: Right. That's, uh, yeah, I want to talk to Lon Hee Chen about that later, the political strategist. And uh, if I were Trump, that's all I would hammer all, all day, every day leading up to the election. Um, I love this story. Uh, Sean gave this to me yesterday. Yeah, a woman, a man, they're married, uh he comes home every night and says he can't help with uh, housework and stuff like that. She says you need to help with the laundry clean the kitchen, or whatever. And he says he can't, he's too tired from his job. His job is so draining. So she went and got his job. She went to that place and got the exact same job he has so that she could say, It ain't that hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Can this marriage be saved? That's funny. That's it really sounds like
2: the plot of a rom-com. <laughs> it or something. really does. Yeah, and they it, come together at the end and realize they love each other or something.
0: Again, or you, you like pina colada or something like Something's that. I don't yeah, know. Right. Yeah. Anyway, I haven't written the end yet. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't written the end yet. Oh, brother. Hey, so somebody just texted this about the baseball thing. We're talking about the crowd and fake crowd noise and everything like yeah. that, mm-hmm. which I'm not, like I said, I'm not here to mock everything they're trying to do. I don't want to do what they're doing with schools. If it isn't perfect, then we just won't do it at all,
2: is what they're doing with schools. Right, yeah. uh, I'm sorry, perfect being the enemy of good enough.
0: Oh, we got to get to that poll about uh, opening schools. That was, I I, I think, misinterpreted and reported all day long yesterday, if you follow cable news. I'm shocked. But um, uh, somebody texted this. Major League Baseball players choose the sounds they wanted. Each team got an iPad with the same crowd noise. Players wanted enough sound to make it seem not empty. The crowd sounds are for the players, not the fans. Does anybody can confirm or deny that? It, I didn't even think it was being pumped into this, that they were hearing it over the loudspeakers, but
1: I guess they were. And it's for them, not us. It, does it have to be for the players or the fans? It's impossible for it to just be kind of, we won't, we're we trying to recreate what well, yeah game you make is. The money off the fans.
0: That's where the money comes from. Without them, uh, you do, you're do you're, your. you just not going to be doing that unless you're doing it for fun at the end of a work day. <laughs>
1: it's got to be one thing or the other thing. there's uh, just so much conversations
0: today. Yeah, yeah,
1: no kidding. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I,
2: why does it sound so bad on the TV? That's our only question. You know, I don't care if it's for the hot dog vendors, uh, you know, but... It's for the hot dog vendors. it sounds
0: terrible on the TV well and it just and and they didn't ha- they didn't change it up enough like they do in Europe. yeah I got their YouTube videos of the way they're doing european soccer and it's really good
2: yeah they had two sounds in baseball 10 people clapping and 10 people not clapping
0: that was it <laughs> so I gotta work on that um, since we got a little bit of time, let me dig up that, uh, that hole about the school's closing yeah. since I just mentioned it. Cause that's I'm, I'm
2: bitter about the baseball a cause it got political and racial as expected. And B cause my team sucks.
0: Yeah. We'll have to play and that
2: appears to be super
0: sucky. Well, did you hear the Morgan Freeman thing? We'll play, we could play that next segment. What they, what they did at Yankee stadium. No, I might be in favor of this. I'd rather not have anything, but I, I think that's uh fantasy land. I think we live in a time where they're going to do something. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do something, maybe this is the answer. Okay. The Morgan Freeman, they claimed, a thing they played. All right. Get to that coming up. Uh, they did a poll. K-12 through schools should, and only 8% said open as usual. So while the president and others are hammering that schools should open, only 8% of America says schools should open. Well, the rest of the poll was... Uh, open with minor adjustments, 14%. Open with major adjustments, 46%, which adds up to, what, 62%. So 62% of Americans said, open the school With some adjustments. And And who are the 8% who are for opening completely normally? I'm not even for that. I wouldn't even be for, oh, yeah, just school, just regular school. No masks, no wiping anything down, no moving the desks further apart, no uh, staggering lunch times, No, nothing. We're not going to change a thing. That's freaking stupid. Right. But 8% are for that. Actually, you got to add the 8% to the 14 and the 46 to come up with all the people uh, that are for opening the school in some manner. Well, and
2: I wouldn't call it freaking stupid since the kids are going to be safe anyway from the vid. Maybe the teachers not so much. I'll grant you it's probably unwise. But
0: well, why would you do that? Why would you do nothing? when something is easy. Minor sure. adjustments, 14%. Major adjustments, 46%. That's a, the easily the majority of America that wants schools open. And then, and then so some of the commentary was, and schools can't do this. Well, some schools can. I know in particular of some schools said, absolutely, we're ready to go. We bought the stuff. We got the plan. The governor told us we're not allowed to open. No, you
2: can't. No way you open. Ready or not, your kids are staying home. All schools,
0: everywhere. Should schools not open at all Obviously, a big disparity between Republicans and Democrats, as usual. Should schools not open at all, 44% of Democrats, 14% of Republicans. I want to dwell on that for a minute. But But is that even
2: astounding. How could that be, a 30-point gap in whether schools should open for kids? That Mm. reveals something deep and really interesting about just the worldviews of Republicans and Democrats. Is it a lot of young or childless people? So they don't? To some extent, yeah, I would say that a so. chunk of it? Plus, just the different worldview of, of people uh, for the millionth time, read uh, at least the first chapter of A Conflict of Visions by Thomas Sowell. Um, that is extraordinary. It's more than triple the number of Democrats who say, keep the schools
0: closed. Than Republicans. That is amazing, but it's also amazing that even for Democrats it's forty four percent. It's well below half. Mm-hmm. So why are the schools not freaking opening up? The 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 medical professionals, the CDC, all kinds of people, and both parties, it would seem, a majority of people are for opening the schools. Large majority. If, if you make some adjustments, yet they're not. And then why, if, if you were to give people an opt-out, which every school
2: that's talking about opening does, I'm fine with that. Then you get near unanimity among Americans. That, except for that half or so of Democrats, um, that we need to open schools somehow, and yet it's not happening.
1: This is all wrong. I know. I should be back in school. You remember right 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 right
2: that, up. sister. Um, it's well it's the it's the teachers' union and um and and just the the weird imbalance there's probably a, a word for this a term for this where you know if if my only responsibility is I don't know let's pick something silly is uh, uh, making sure positive Sean has a nice lunch.
1: And that's the only thing I will be held accountable for.
0: How did you end up with the responsibility for Sean having a nice lunch? That's what wonder- I
1: consider a nice lunch, not what you consider a nice lunch. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, so I wanted to Is pick something—the
0: food, the atmosphere, or the whole package.
1: I wanted
2: to pick something complete. Well, uh, well, if he's like being beaten with fists while he eats his lunch, that's not a nice. It's lunch. It's a
0: hundred degrees, and there's ants everywhere. Right. That's not a nice this, lunch, this no matter a- what you're
2: eating. The one thing I will be held accountable for. Is Sean's enjoyment for lunch? I can go to the restaurant. I can steal the lunch. I can shoot the cook. Oh, <laughs> I can go 150 miles per hour and run over school children on my way back. The only question
0: I can pay triple what it's
2: worth, right? Yeah, a good example. But if I get back with a good lunch for Sean and he enjoys it, I get reelected. That lunch for Sean is, is, keeping the COVID down for politicians. They don't give a damn if all the kids are, are damaged psychologically, physically, educationally. They don't care if working folks can't work or have their kids, you know, sitting at home alone. They don't care about anything but the COVID. They, they're so monomanic. They're so fixated on the vid. They're making decisions that are not defensible in the real world. And it's it's just so frustrating that they hold the authority. To I mean, I just read in uh, was it uh, Marin County, one of your Northern California super progressive counties? Um, yeah, you could face fines up to ten thousand dollars if you don't follow the the health uh, Nazis uh, dictates. <laughs> the
0: health Nazis dictates. It's just yeah. it's so out of balance. Uh, Sports has become a different thing. We all know that, what they're doing on the baseball fields. I don't know if they're going to do this every game all year long, but we'll play that for you coming up next.
2: Armstrong and Getty.
0: The Armstrong and Getty Show. And now one of the more well-known Washington National fans, Dr. Anthony Fauci, to throw out the first pitch. And Dr. Fauci threw the ball about, well, he flattened the curve. He threw it about
1: 20 feet left and 100 feet high or something. It, it's, it's very on brand. His whole thing is he doesn't want anybody to catch anything. <laughs> that's very wow, good. This is, this that's a like, fine riffing that's going, going on here. a good
0: punchline right yeah. there. We've said this before. You can't have a 79-year-old actually throw it from the mound. No. No, when you get past, like, 40, certainly, or if you're not an athlete, you have them go out and do the ceremonial. They're 15 feet away, and they toss it to the catcher, and everybody claps. If there's nobody there, you play fake crowd noise. But you got a 79-year-old scientist actually on the mound. Yeah, well, (laughs) you got what you expected. He doesn't want anybody to catch anything. That's hilarious. But... So what they did with the Nationals, and well, I was just reading March 11th is when sports got canceled. That's when it all happened. That um, it was announced that that one NBA player got the corona. Then the NBA shut down. Then the NCAA shut down. Then baseball went on suspension. Then it just all cascaded at once. And it's been that many months since we've had any sports. And so it came back more or less this week. And it seems like we're in a. It's like a different world now. We live in a different world now yes. for all the different things that have happened. Yeah, And so you got the political stuff and uh, a lot of talk about how that was going to hand- be handled. At the Dodgers-Giants game, people knelt during the national anthem in protest of America and the way we handle things and everything like that. And well, all
2: the players grasped a black ropey thing to show that they were in it together or something.
0: I think that turns off a lot of fans. Uh, I think you're going to have lower viewership for doing that. They don't usually show the national anthem, but but so at the at the Nationals-Yankees game, they knelt before the national anthem with this, and this is Morgan Freeman being piped in, and I thought this was a good way to, like, satisfy everybody and not have the whole kneeling during the national anthem thing.
1: In order to achieve effective change and create a new canvas of optimism, empathy must lead the charge. This moment signifies our charge, our brotherhood, our unity. Equality and unity cannot be until there is empathy. Today and every day, we come together as brothers, as equals, all with the same goal, to level the playing field, to change the injustices. Equality is not just a word, it's our right. Today, we stand as men from 25 nations on six continents. Today, we are one. That's some beautiful stuff. Right.
0: That's like an Obama speech. A whole bunch of nice words nobody could disagree with and is non-offensive. I think you do that. And and, and true. And true. Absolutely true. You yell at people kneel for that. Yeah. And then you play the national. Here's the problem that's old school liberalism
2: and old school race and the people demonstrating and lo- looting and burning have no interest in that and that's why i was so annoyed by like uh, nakedly progressive radio and other news outlets pretending like the 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 rioters are expressing a desire for that what morgan freeman just said they're not these are two kind. Con- you know, we were talking about how uh, uh, Ted Wheeler got hooted down in the streets and by by his own allies allegedly, and Libby Schaff in Oakland. Her house is getting vandalized. She's getting terrorized by the mobs. They have no interest in what Morgan Freeman said.
0: Well, I don't know how much pressure baseball's under to uh, you know satisfy who. I have no idea. Uh, but I thought that was a really good attempt at trying to get around this whole thing. Oh yeah, m- m- me too, and well said, and not pissing off so many fans that really hate kneeling during the national anthem the one or players that don't feel like they don't get to kneel
2: during the national anthem the one thing that i got a positive vibe from and in watching some of the players kneeling some not quite uh, virtually all of them not kneeling but some kneeling and some who are not kneeling with their hands on the shoulders of those who did i thought you know what these white guys and black guys and hispanic guys and the occasional asian guy on a baseball team whatever Uh, They're all thinking, I'm not a racist. You're not a racist. You're my best friend. I like you. Uh, mm, And sooner or later, people will realize that the rioters ain't about what
0: you think they're about. What I was thinking is I want a pitcher, not a belly itcher. Yeah. Well, I want a batter, not a broken ladder. And I got a broken ladder. Boo.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Armstrong and Getty.